0: No fucking news because it's only been like three days since we recorded. I, I scraped together like five things, but like that's more than I had. So, <laughs> absolutely,
1: like this is the problem with like short turnarounds <laughs> on recording is that, yeah, and it's always seems to be me who gets that like, like we're jumping in three days later, have yeah. fun finding the fucking news. I'm like, Kill oh, off. God, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's preamble, so we can start. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dance Robot Dance, episode 215. I'm Mark. Uh, I'm here with Tim from Toronto. I'm Batman.
0: See, like that's the worst it gets in this one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's one other, but I'm saving it for the end tag. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. Okay. <laughs> I know, and it's great that I know exactly what. Like you know exactly what one I'm referring to. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched this movie like twice in the last two days now. So yeah. I'm well, and it's bored. like
0: it's become memeified at this point. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So either way, we can do. Um, we'll do some quick news. But you'll you're gonna notice how like lackluster this news is in terms of like depth of content except for a couple
0: spots a couple spots are pretty good but like i mean really hasn't that been all of almost all of our news since i mean (laughs) covid hit (laughs) that's very true (laughs) it's all us being like oh here's something that might happen eventually someday if we ever get out of this fucking quagmire of pandemic
1: these are things that are like actually happening. Some of them are shitty, and then like some of them are like just actually happening regardless. Like the first True. one, which is just a piece of fun, is that the word jabroni is now in the dictionary. Thank you, <laughs> The Rock. I don't know
0: why that headline hit my fucking newsfeed this morning, but I laughed, so <laughs> it's in the news. I mean, yeah, that 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 definitely hit your. I mean, they're definitely tailoring your newsfeed to you. Well, I mean, like, it's kind of me tailoring it to myself, basically. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but I mean,
1: like, still, that's yeah, like the third or fourth word he's ended up with in the dictionary because of him rambling on fucking Raw and SmackDown <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever. So,
0: What other ones is is The Rock responsible for?
1: SmackDown is actually one of his things. Like, that's yeah. a, like, one of his catchphrases. So, lay like, The SmackDown was one of The Rock's things that he said, and he ended up with a TV show named after it. So, I mean, not bad, really, for a guy who's <laughs> worth more than like most of the world probably at this point, because he's, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Fair. So, yeah. Actual news we'll get into. Uh, NVIDIA has announced their 3,000 series of video graphics cards. This is how threadbare the news is this week. We're going to talk about computer hardware that I'm excited for. <laughs> and so.
0: That's why you can hear Mark's throbbing erection on this episode. Yeah. If you hear that pulsing noise.
1: Yeah, it's my, my <laughs> fucking hardware boner just, like, raging through right now. Yeah, absolutely, because the uh, they look pretty sweet. We're looking at, like... I mean, if you're if you're an in-the-know person, like the 8,000 series or the 80 series card on the 3,000 series, so the 3080, will double what you're getting on a 2080 Ti. So anybody who's bought a 2080 Ti in the last like six months probably wants to eat a gun right now because the resale <laughs> value just went from $1,200 to about $300 because that performance is being matched by the 70 this time out. So like, all in all, if you're on board for a new card right now, which I am because I'm kind of piecemeal building this machine as i go along here um i was excited to see how good that 3080 is looking so
0: yeah it might be sometime in the near future we talked a couple weeks ago about me getting a 4k monitor and potentially wanting to have something that can output to that so we'll see but i'm I'm never more of like i'm like a mid to high like mid to like mid high end graphics card buyer. like i, I don't think i've ever paid more than like 300 bucks for a graphics card
1: if you, I think the uh, the seven hundred the seventy like the thirty seventy which mm. is probably like what you would call mid range ish now if you were gonna play games at all and run four K stuff um, is gonna be
0: a five hundred dollar card I think or no mm. or four hundred dollar card I should say which like so I'll probably wait like three months for it and then I'll get it for like two fifty or something <laughs> $250, two fifty three hundred <laughs> yeah maybe like three fifty like something like that you you get it for but like this
1: the, the if they the 70 card is going to be as much performance as last gen. Yeah. It's last gen's top of the line. That's worth 500 bucks to me. So yeah. especially in terms of that kind of stuff. But like <laughs> it's big news because like we're coming up on uh, console launch. So NVIDIA is just trying to steal some a little bit of attention away from the PlayStation. Hold on to some of those PC gamers and be like, don't yeah. buy
0: a PS5, please. Which,
1: hey, hey, man, like, I mean, I'm as a guy with his foot in both fucking pools, like <laughs> it is a lot cheaper to get involved on the PlayStation side just at the base level than it is to get involved on the PC side. Cause this when you're spending true. like the same amount on a video card, which is one component out of a very, very many piece component rig <laughs> compared to just like the one deck it is. Yeah. Like that's a lot. So I don't know. I was excited cause I'm a hardware nerd and more Cuda cores. yay! <laughs> Better ray tracing. So I'm all excited. Just more of our usual, like, horse shit stuff to go through. I wanted to talk about the John Boyega Star Wars thing briefly oh, because yeah. that was rough and, like, <sighs> I don't disagree with him necessarily about any of these points <laughs> that he's making. So, so,
0: yeah, go go over it for our listeners because this one, I, I haven't even had a chance to go through the whole thing yet because it just broke today as we're recording this.
1: Yeah, I will open and basically read you what uh, it said in Variety. Um, so British actor John Boyega, who shot to global prominence with, you know, Star Wars, yeah. had an extensive interview with GQ magazine, which means I probably should have just gone back to GQ, GQ. and found the original <laughs> one. But like, hey, here we are. Variety's going to explain it for us. So Boyega reveals that he wasn't best pleased with the hairdresser. Out al- Jesus, best pleased. <laughs> Variety. Just write in English, for the love of God. Boyega revealed that he wasn't best pleased with the hairdresser allocated to him, had no experience working with hair like his, but pretended to have had. I guess there's something about, it. yes, black men's hair not being treated the same as everybody else's so like that's a thing thing. and like they should have been aware of that kind of stuff and
0: the other big one was basically that that i saw kicking around was that like it was clear that they just didn't know what to do with, with a black character. And yeah. so like they brought him in and sort of built him up to be, you know, well, something bigger than he actually ended up being. And then, you know, he didn't end up having like a massive role by the time. All well, was done. And
1: yeah. And he also got kind of shunted to the side after the first movie too. So, I mean, yeah. which is a little unfortunate, but like right from like what he said, so Boyega says, what I would say to Disney is to do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are. And then
0: have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say which is absolutely a valid characterization of what happened. To oh, Finn yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because
1: so. it continues. Like, like you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with those other people when it came to Kelly Mary Tran, which you he got heat for even calling her out because of all the shit that, yeah. that happened after The Last Jedi. When it came to John Boyega, you know fuck all. So what do you want me to say? (laughs) What do you want me to say is I enjoyed being a part of it. That was a great experience. No, (laughs) basically is what he's saying to Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I'm on, you know, like I basically, I've been on Boyega's side the whole time because he was treated like dog shit by those movies too. It's part of my, as much as as I like those
0: movies, I I will agree at that point for sure is that uh, his character was not treated well. And I feel like, I feel like part of that was Disney playing it safe, which is something that they, regularly do and i hope that they get away from at some point is you know kowtowing to shitty fandom and being like oh you don't like that character well we'll minimize their role in the next movie then
1: yeah which uh not great so let's hopefully he gets to go do something he wants to do now as opposed to star i was gonna say they should get him in a marvel movie but he doesn't want over for disney anymore so <laughs> i think that's uh that's long since thing do you know who milana Vaintrub is
0: yeah, uh, the she's AT&T a girl. she yeah, also she, she was
1: going to play Squirrel Girl, Squirrel girl. in yeah. Warriors and that's the only reason this hit my news. She's being harassed online for some reason for AT&T oh, stuff Jesus. and like people just fucking kill yourselves basically. Like if that's what you're doing in your spare time, then we don't not need you contributing to society in
0: any meaningful way. Just yeah. go away. End it.
1: Yeah. Just end it and uh, leave us all to enjoy pretty pretty Milano Vance's That's the only reason I knew about this happening is cuz I follow her on social media because she is a smoke show and hilarious. So Yeah. Basically, that's it. And I just fucking hate this shit. I hate having to report it. So, like, yeah. So people just way. stop
0: doing it, as 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 though the fucking people that are doing it are listening to us. This is us, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: But you know, if you if one of them happens to hear me. If I find out to see you, I'll crush your fucking skull. How
0: does that sound? Is that, is that okay?
1: Is that threatening? No.
0: I don't no. Is that, the that people, enough? Too the much? people that do this shit are busy fucking watching like Tosh.0 oh or some shit.
1: Ugh. <laughs> still? so what? like reruns? Is that show still I think, on? I
0: think it just got canceled. I saw an article a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago or something Wait, like that, that. said it like seriously? finally fucking got canceled. Like
1: just like in 2020 or 2019 yeah. or something in, like that?
0: In the year of our Lord, 2020.
1: <laughs> Fuck. You know... I've been working really hard to try and like break into the entertainment industry, even just as an illustrator, you know, like something like that. And that fucking guy had that show for that fucking long.
0: Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, As it it was just last week. Yes. Tosh.0 is getting canceled. It's been around since fucking like 2009. What's this? What is this looper? article says the real reason Tosh.0 is getting canceled fucking click it headlines
1: never should have fucking had a show to begin with because it was garbage from the start I mean whatever I mean that's what all the internet's. Right. Right. it's okay. basically like YouTube I never understood the show anyway
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just him commenting on fucking stupid YouTube videos
1: yeah really just like watch just... the
0: fucking stupid YouTube videos
1: yeah I, I make funnier comments than you do Tosh 2.0 you fucking <laughs> idiot Ugh, either way jabroni see there you go that's the use of the word that's down in the dictionary <laughs> there you go fucking jabroni uh last bit of news that i had which is make, make this the shortest news fucking segment of all time mandalorian season two hits october 30th so happy halloween considering we're all going to be stuck inside and not be able to go party so that'll,
0: that'll help take the sting out of halloween a little bit yeah you get one hour of star wars it's <laughs> <'Cause> like <laughs> it's not like they're dumping the season right yeah it's true i guess they're just gonna do one episode at a time again i wasn't even thinking about that fuck
1: yeah, it's not like you get to sit there and binge the whole fucking thing. It's not like that one year where Daredevil came out, like the week before Halloween. You got to like watch fucking Daredevil for Halloween. That was yeah. sweet. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't Daredevil. It was one of those shows, though. So either way. Yeah, that was all I had for the news this week. Unless you had some comic stuff you want to bring up that
0: I <laughs> uh, not see. comic stuff. There was two things. One, this is brand new, just came out like this afternoon. But there were two casting announcements for uh, Star Trek Discovery's third season. Oh, yeah. And really? uh, yeah, one is a non-binary actor playing a non-binary character. And one is a trans actor playing a trans character. And parts of the internet that I frequent are unfortunately being shitty about it. But there's also a lot of support for it too. So, and I mean, like fucking, like, it's not like this is Star Trek's first time, you know, doing like non-binary, you know, n- non-gendered characters and shit. Like
1: are they that. actually, well, the question will be is like, are these characters human or are they like explicitly uh, okay, looks... one of them's is the trill. Like the trill, yeah. don't
0: count. So, like, <laughs> I, I know that sounds shitty, but like, when you get the the one that an is an unjoined trill. Oh, okay. So it does not, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, does, yeah not, does not is not a host yet. Oh, so or doesn't want to be a host. Oh no, wants to be a host. Okay, fair enough. Eager to, yeah. Ian Alexander is going to be playing Gray, who's an unjoined trill, who's eager to fulfill his lifelong dream of being a trill host. Yeah. Hmm interesting in discovery and this is season three so it's set in like the year 3000
1: or something ridiculous so
0: this yeah distant future so we don't we also don't know whether these are going to be like existing discovery crew or they're going to be some other you know future starfleet or something like that characters that they uh, encounter in the future so we'll
1: see this is uh this is coming out soon right cbs uh, october 15th right okay fair oh, enough wow. i was gonna say
0: like yeah it's coming up soon i didn't realize that they'd gotten that uh, finished filming on that before COVID hit
1: i mean most of the special effects i'd assume like <laughs> you get the set stuff done pretty quick and then just like it's off to the fx guys yeah, it's off to Probably like nine for,
0: months of effects or yeah worked
1: or something. I, spe- I mean say what you want about those shows like they obviously put the money into the visual grandeur of it yeah
0: and we've we've shit a lot on discovery but the one thing i will say is that uh it's treated its queer characters very well so far and uh, it's not like we're not going to watch it because it's got Star Trek in the name, <laughs> and we will. And there's not going to be a and fucking Mandalorian straight, won't be coming around for two weeks after that, so we yeah, will have fucking miles so to walk at, watch. At yeah, that
1: point. exactly. I mean by October, Jesus, like yeah. thank God these graphics cards are coming out because like <laughs> I need something to fucking do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that everything, or did you...
0: D&D from Game of Thrones, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss um, are now oh, attached I to... feel
1: Paul's rage from here.
0: ...are now attached to a Netflix series, uh, The Three-Body Problem, which is a sci-fi story that received a lot of accolades in its novel form. So, yeah, that's what they're doing right now. I, I don't know anything about The Three-Body Problem, though I have heard uh, good things about it. So, we'll see, see what that ends up looking like.
1: I mean... After the end of Game of Thrones and like having to listen to everybody talk about it, like I'm just kind of <laughs> like I'm over it because of the talking about it, I think, more than anything. And I didn't yeah, even like exactly. care one way or the <laughs> other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, oh, I love this. This is great. It's Geek of the Week. Then. <laughs> Geek of the Week.
0: Let's really draw it out for you then, since, since it's quiet, lonely sting. I'm going to have to find a new shtick
1: aside from like silently relishing that you're doing it on your own because like it's going to get old eventually that
0: I sit here just going like I <laughs> would we need to get Christy on for an episode soon she'll do fucking stings with me
1: yeah well you know she said eventually we'll get there It's <laughs> Christy we're talking about have to give it you know yeah some breathing room first <laughs> so what was your geek of the week Tim or I mean like your geek of the last like 14 <laughs> fucking like hours or whatever i
0: do have one it was a very chris nolan heavy week for me this week Uh, i went to see tenet at the uh the nearest drive-in theater to me which is uh in oakville about half an hour away and i really wish i hadn't gone seen it at fucking drive-in because like for starters i got there like half an hour early but still like any of the decent like spots for cars were already fucking taken up so i was parked like two-thirds of the fucking way back like the screen looked you know was filling up like maybe a fucking like fifth of my windshield kind of thing so like it was not an ideal experience for a chris nolan movie that's really effects heavy and very action heavy and then like the fucking sound which is normally pretty outstanding in a chris nolan movie coming from through like my shitty car speakers is not was not great either. It was like yeah, clipping stereo. a lot during the action scenes. Yeah, exactly. Like a five point one mix, like down mix to stereo, stereo FM, yeah, and yeah, and on FM, yeah, and it was also like I think it was being broadcast at a, a too high a level, so it was clipping uh, a bunch too, and sh- like that, like not constantly, but like in a lot of the action scenes where there's a lot of stuff going on, I was getting some clipping here and there. So all of that made it like a less than ideal experience. So this is one just like, wait for it to be on VOD or home theater. That being said, I enjoyed it as much as I could, given the circumstances. Like I I still found it a pretty compelling movie and like, it's definitely a Chris Nolan movie that needs like multiple viewings to really sort of process and and sort of fully grasp what's going on uh, because of the, the overall premise of it, which is close to what you and I thought it was, but not exactly. Okay. Fair enough, I uh, like. I really want to
1: see this movie, but like, I'm not going to a movie theater right now. I just like, yeah. no, I can't like do that to myself or just do it. Period. So, no, I'll uh, I'll wait till this. Like, he's gonna have to suck it up and put it on VOD. I yeah, think. I think. I mean, like, it, it, it
0: sounds like it did do pretty well in like its you know limited theatrical release and like drive-in release, but still, mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful that like you know they'll just be like okay. We'll just put it out on VOD and I mean, cause like I've got a fucking 5.1 system at home and like a 65 inch <sighs> TV and I can watch it there and it would be way fucking better than it was on the drive-in.
1: I, I mean, like we've said it a million times, like I've got my Atmos set up with like a fucking, yeah, 70 inch or 65 inch 4k TV. So like that I calibrated by hand. So like, yeah. just give me the goddamn <laughs> movie. And, like, I guess at this point, like, I'd be willing to pay, like, the $40 for, like, a 4K Blu-ray if it would just fucking come out. You know what I mean? So that I could watch yeah. the movie a couple times. Because that movie's obviously going to be one that I'm going to buy on a 4K Blu-ray anyway. Yeah. Like, because that's, I mean, you saw what fucking Blade Runner 2049 looks like mm-hmm. uncompressed like that. So, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, uh, that's the way to go. I love those 4K Blu-rays. They're not cheap, but they are pretty when they get the good transfer i fucking beetlejuice
0: got transferred this
1: week i'm excited
0: (laughs) i'm excited i can't imagine there's going to be a whole lot more that you're going to get at a beetlejuice in 4k 35 millimeter print though
1: color Mm -hmm. it's always going to be color like it's hdr hdr makes the big difference that was a
0: pretty pretty movie color wise
1: and that was actually like when we talk about begins today like we'll get into that because i've actually never watched my 4k blu-ray of this and this is the first time sitting through it uh, mm. with like HDR and stuff since the movie theater, I guess. And uh, yeah, it looks really good. It looked really nice. But we'll talk about that momentarily. So like it's been three days since I stopped <laughs> working on the last episode or like maybe two even. I'm not even sure. So all I've really done in those last three days is get my dog's nails clipped and do a bunch of pointless fucking phone interviews and play Control on Steam. So I'm playing Control again, this time on my PC with ray tracing and at 60 hertz. It's still awesome. And this is like, the worst fucking episode we've ever done because like there's nothing to <laughs> talk about sorry <laughs> right. i feel like we we'll have plenty to say about uh, our meat oh man i got tons of notes for batman again so that's that's good good times which is like it is time now we may as well get into that delicious chris nolan flavored bat meat <laughs> there see i almost helped with your sting there you
0: go <laughs> meat of the episode ninja batman meat
1: fantastic so uh yeah batman movies continue and uh tim and i watched batman begins this week
0: thanks which was fucking a lot. god i'm gonna say it's a lot fucking easier to sit through than the last one we sat through so like uh Ugh, i can put the razors away and- <laughs> yeah
1: well we got the hey man after that last schumacher one like that was <sighs> i'm never watching that movie ever again no
0: like fuck it like that, that like is there's no amount of like booze or drugs or anything that can make that movie t- uh, tolerable
1: yeah it's not even like a fun get drunk and watch it with yeah, your buddies exactly. kind of movie you know what i mean like it wouldn't even be fun for that so
0: like i shared the episode on my feed and like i had a couple people like i had one person was like genuinely like this is my favorite batman movie and i was like i don't know if we can be friends anymore yeah uh, and she's like oh well i don't really like batman though this so is like just fucking. Christ. And then another one that was like, this is like a, a hate watch for me. And I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, I have too much hate for this to be a hate yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, uh, I hate that movie so much. So, um, <laughs> we're not talking about that movie anymore. We're talking about like, we're going to flash forward eight years to the glorious time of 2005 or something like that. Somewhere yep. in that 2005 vicinity. The summer of 2005, I'm not mistaken, like probably spring, June, June, June 17th close enough for rock and roll yeah i was still working at the theater and we ran it the night before so this is like my little background with batman begins i had the total opposite reaction to what i had from batman and robin so like (laughs) what i like i mentioned it probably on the episode last week i left the theater seeing red i was so fucking hot like angry after i saw batman and robin and this is the total opposite i remember turning to like one of the managers that i was working with that i watched it with and was like i would sit here right now and watch the fucking sequel for this this is very, like, fortuitous words, considering what the fucking sequel ended up actually being. Because if I could have watched it, that I would have broken my fucking brain that the sequel <laughs> was going to be that good. So I was so happy that all that stuff I'll gripe about, like, at the end of this episode, didn't phase me at all when I watched it the first time, like, in theaters and stuff like that. So uh, I went and saw this, like, it was just really nice having a Batman movie that I could enjoy as an adult. So what about you, like, your first time through?
0: uh i don't have like specific remembrances i definitely saw this movie in the theater and yeah. i i mean from the get-go i was i think i probably saw it with my dad because he wanted to go see it um so i know he has it on uh i think this is the only one of these movies that he has on like blu-ray i've got them all well he doesn't have the dark
1: knight the no. greatest goddamn cinematic masterpiece that involves batman that has my, ever existed
0: my dad's a weird movie buyer he has Ooh. like four copies of scorpion king but like i'm there for it only one copy of only one batman begins and no dark knight rises or dark knight so like, see like i can understand not
1: having rises because like whatever but like not having dark knight and having batman begins just baffling to me so actually
0: you know what no i wouldn't have seen it with him because this in 2005 was the year i was working at disney world so i would have seen this in orlando at Downtown Disney, oh. at like their their big theaters there, um, and I don't know if I would have been able to convince anybody to go with me because like I didn't have, I didn't have much in the way of like nerd friends down there. Like I had friends that Wait, like, no. shared my Disney. Shh, I I had I all had these friends that like shared like Disney my Disney are, parks. Yeah. Yes, yes, these are all Disney, the Disney
1: nerds. Parks stuff, yes, but
0: they I didn't have like comic book nerd friends okay. down there really. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess I probably would have seen it on my own at like the AMC at downtown Disney. But I definitely came out being like, that was fantastic. I want more. Yeah, similar to what you what your your uh, reaction for
1: sure. Awesome. So I guess we should just run through quickly like what this is. Batman Begins is a 2005 Chris Nolan movie that we were going to be talking about tonight because I forgot to introduce the actual movie. <laughs> and we started talking about this because I'm terrible at this job.
0: Shoddy hosting.
1: Yeah, fantastic hosting. It's uh, starring Christian Bale, basically like a who's who of movie people, actors at the time. So uh, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Gary oh. Oldman, Liam Neeson, Killian Murphy, Katie Holmes is in there. Rucker fucking Howard, who they waste completely. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I should name in this cast list, but that's kind of, I think that sums up most Katie of it. Katie Holmes? I said Katie Holmes. I said Katie, Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. She was the last person I said before I said that they wasted fucking Rucker Hour. I did waste Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ken Watanabe. <laughs> yeah. I always, I kind of forget about that because it's so like, <laughs> it's did it matter switch. that Ken Watanabe was even there? Like, it could have been anybody, literally. He had one line. He's
0: still a striking presence. Even
1: I like Ken Watanabe too though. You know what I mean? Like he'd been in a bunch of stuff leading up to this movie that I'd seen him in. Like he had been in, like he was in last samurai and he was in a couple other things around the, this time. And like, I liked him. And so I, w- I was excited for him to be Raish al Ghul, and I'm going to pronounce mm-hmm. it Raish because like, I can't get that. I hate yeah. Raz is terrible.
0: That's some of my biggest gripes with this or pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so I, I thought he would have been a good Ra's al for not. If we're going to do, like lead into the Asian side of like ninja side of things, as opposed to making him a Middle Eastern eco-terrorist, which is a little bit more incontinuity yeah. kind of like real world stuff, which I guess in 2005, putting a Arab terrorist in your Batman movie might be a little on the nose considering the climate at the time. So
0: yeah, but a little
1: bit odd. So uh, why don't you run us through the plot, Tim? This is going to be very good because
0: it has a coherent fucking plot. This fucking it movie. Is. It's just there's a lot of shit going on. There is. Though, there's so, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of it's. Oh, it's packed, but everything kind of works together really well, which Ooh. is one of the things I like about it. So uh, we start out with like Kitty Bruce Wayne. I think we start in jail, don't we? Well, we do, but I mean, yeah, it's flashbacks. Immediately. We're going chronologically, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't want to fucking like do flashbacks in my plot synopsis. Let me well, do no, this. But I, I want. Just I want be like,
1: Mark. We're in the movie. The, the, movie's the, movie's the starts. movie starts.
0: with With him in jail in media res kind of thing and he starts flashing back nepal or some shit like that and like beating the shit out of some other prisoners kind of thing and then we start like we get a bunch of flashbacks that happen through like the first half or so of the movie uh that go back to little bruce wayne with a pretty close to like comic book origin he has a girlfriend this time rachel dawes and then she comes back later and falls down into the well and his dad comes and saves him and the well has i mean the well is the bat cave and it's full of fucking bats so shits shits his pants in terror anytime he sees bats now yeah and then later on his parents take him to the opera because they're like high society you know fucking people and it opera instead of mask of zorro and it's an opera that features i think it's der flatermouse no it's um it, oh i it? just i looked it up and it was that would make was, sense to me because fucking flatermouse is a fucking bat but maybe it's not it is mephistopheles oh Mephistopheles okay well I guess in that case that kind of works because it's like Descending yeah, to Hell yeah because
1: that's the devil in descent to Hell yes
0: yeah so uh, but in the opera there are like bat-like characters and Bruce starts like pissing his pants in the fucking theater and asks his parents to leave and of course they go out to the fucking back door into the alley and Joe Chill shows up and fucking pops pearl necklaces spraying everywhere and Wait, the actual, crazy. the actual literal sense of the word yeah uh, <laughs> and then something like sergeant gordon or something like that comes and comforts young bruce and then what else that bruce uh later the like super, goes,
1: I, I do like like super tone deaf commissioner Loeb telling him like the kid who's just lost his two yeah. parents like we got yeah. him it's yeah it's all good buddy like good
0: yeah the thing is he comes in is like it's okay and he's like whoa my parents are okay it's like no we got him yeah what? yeah yeah the guy <laughs> like, who killed so your wait, parents the so way my parents are still dead is what you're telling me <laughs> yeah. so it's not really okay <laughs> yeah uh, and and by got him you just mean you caught him not that you yeah. fucking like avenged my parents death by killing. <laughs> yeah yeah so, like brutally thanks. beating him to death in an alley yeah <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but i mean that's where we kind of pick back up is like however many years later we get i'm supposed to believe christian bale is like in his fucking early 20s or some shit and yeah. uh coming back from college to go to joe chill's like Uh, parole hearing or whatever, and gets paroled, and then Bruce is gonna try and kill him, but uh, uh, Carmine Falcone not fucking falcone yeah yeah that's like one of the two ones that i will fuck
1: up the entire time we're talking about this too I where i will trip up on falcone and i will trip up on raz Raish constantly it's,
0: it's Al ghoul and it's fine. i yeah
1: i mean i grew up on the enemy of the series too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: so. so yeah so one of falcones in the fucking movie they call him falcone's goons takes out joe chill first um, and then Bruce is like, "Oh, my fucking vengeance was robbed from me!" Because he's like emo college Batman or proto Batman at this point.
1: He's got the
0: fucking does, like uh, got the swoopy, yeah, the, the swoopy, swoopy bangs. bangs and stuff. <laughs> he's
1: running around like he's Tobey Maguire in fucking Spider-Man Three.
0: <laughs> that whole for that whole. Doing, scene. does the dance in the does the dance? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so it treats Kristen Dunst like shit. I'm sure somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, from there he goes off on his little fucking like world emo training tour and ends up in this like i think his bhutan is actually where the prison is and he is looking for this like legendary martial arts temple or whatever and finds ends up finding liam neeson who we were told at the time is uh Henri ducard who is also a actual batman character that does train bruce yeah. Uh, in like his fighting and, and martial arts style and everything. And then uh, takes him to, uh, or not takes him, but tells him how to find uh, quote unquote Ray Ghoul And he does this whole like, I need to climb this mountain and get this plant and everything. And he does the task and gets in there. And then they proceed to beat the shit out of him after he's like exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but he, he, he holds his, holds his own and then ends up uh, training with the league of shadows is the name of it here. Um, any comics people will know it as the league of assassins. Yeah. But I guess that would be like a little too on the nose for Bruce. Bruce yes. would be like, "Wait a minute, yeah, I wait, I can't train with a League of Assassins, League yeah. of Shadows is fine. League of Shadows is fine. That's not a name that a group of assassins would have. Yeah, exactly. Why would a group
1: of assassins have a group called
0: League of Shadows? That it's doesn't not, make any sense. It's not totally <laughs> clear to me that these this fucking group of ninjas are clearly assassins. Yeah. So <laughs> um, uh,
1: there is some there is some moral like weirdness." with some of the characters
0: in this movie, (laughs) more so than like the comic book versions, (laughs) generally speaking. Nothing like the fucking Keaton bat though, where he just fucking slaughters dozens of dudes.
1: It's just, I was, I was watching this and I was still like, man, they, they still haven't quite got Batman who, like, doesn't kill and, like, just that and the other things. It's close to, to yeah. it's, This is, like, yeah, that's what, this Batman's, like, 90% there, basically, yeah. compared yeah. to any other one that we've seen so far.
0: So. Yeah. so, and then Bruce is like, oh, wait, you want me to kill somebody? I can't do that group of assassins that I definitely <laughs> didn't know were assassins. Uh, and then he, like, beats the shit out of them and thinks he's killed Ra's al Ghul. And he saves quote unquote Ducard. And then he then he goes back to Gotham. He's like, All right, I'm ready. I can do this. And then he goes back and clearly like, isn't ready. Yeah, because like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like he goes out on patrol or whatever and gets the shit beaten out of him. Uh, and then later comes to like the sort of classic batman realization like i can't just be a man i need to be something more i need to have like an icon and i know i'll be that thing that makes me shit my pants yeah Uh, yeah. because well part of the whole like training in bhutan is that he apparently overcame his fear of uh bats. um so then it's all like you know the montage of him like making the suit and like going to see lucius fox and getting all the fancy bat gadgets from wayne industries and everything Uh, and then like his first mission is to like try and take out Falcone, and so he like goes you know up the ranks through falcones uh, and and he does he catches Falcone and straps him to what will eventually be the bat signal also a little on the nose (laughs) <laughs> hey, that's like the best scene in the movie, though. It like is. the the predator scene. The predator scene is fucking awesome in this.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, it feels like one of the video games, or at least like yeah, it does. It feels like Arkham game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like, like the guys who made the Arkham games grabbing yeah. guys and shit. Yeah, yeah. Those guys were big fans of this fucking movie. I would imagine. <laughs> so, yeah. Because that's like probably I think it was twenty ten that those games came out or something like that. Like yeah, so, I think. Yeah, something
0: like that. It was after oh. this, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, fantastic. So he, he catches Falcone, but Falcone is, of course, part of a larger criminal conspiracy. Yeah. And that Jonathan Crane, the psychologist at uh, Arkham Asylum, is in on. And so Crane, who ever, anybody that's fucking ever read a, a Batman comic will know is Scarecrow, uh, goes in and drives Carmine Falcone crazy so that he can't fucking testify. And... Oh, jeez. Go See, there's
1: here? a there's a plot point where we haven't quite touched on any of the Rachel Dawes stuff. Where like she's a district attorney right, who's been like director. dealing with Killian. Or not, I want to call him Killian Murphy, but it's Jonathan Crane. Dealing with Jonathan Crane throughout like the run of the movie, like because he gets Victor's ass out for something at the beginning. Yeah, and they have nice words. Cameo. Yeah, which is cool. And then eventually she goes because she wants to prosecute Falcone. Yeah, and then she goes to Arkham and gets basically like brain. Assaulted by his fear toxin, because that's what Scarecrow does. And then we have the little scene where that scene confuses me because like Gordon walks her out of the building while he jumps up with the bats to look cool. And then they get back together at the end and he they get in the car and fuck off. And they have the big chase scene. Like they have that huge action yeah, chase yeah, yeah. car sequence, which yeah, yeah. has a really dumb like, hey, the the Batman turned his fucking headlights out and we can't see the car anymore, <laughs> even though we've got a fucking helicopter with a searchlight on it. And like, it, the stealth mode works that well. Like, it's, it's got, a cloaking it's device. It's got yeah.
0: Vanta black painted on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they treat it like it's a fucking cloaking device from Star Trek, though. You know what I mean? They're like, oh my God, where did it go? It's like, no, he just turned <laughs> the headlights off, guys. And yeah. it's painted black. It's still on gray concrete. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. yeah. So Bruce like saves Rachel Dawes and then goes back home. And then it turns out that this whole thing has been masterminded by Rachel al Ghul, who is actually Ducard. And they come to his mansion and, and in the middle of like Bruce having a birthday party and they burn the motherfucker down like to the fucking ground oh yeah it's a Uh, it's
1: a smoldering crater at the end too so they show it to you and
0: then the whole plan is that uh, crane had been pumping his fear toxin into the gotham water supply which also like can we fucking have a different scheme than villain putting some shit into a water supply my biggest gripe with this movie is like
1: none of them like the actual scheme that the villains are putting in place makes fucking sense at all (laughs) like it doesn't work based on physics and it doesn't work like yeah just it gets so dumb like (laughs) and it's just another like the joker poisoning the fucking water supply like it's such like a hackney batman it is it's almost like a trope you know what i mean like this is what you would have batman stop in the cold open yeah is somebody attacking the water supply it's like oh
0: fucking scarecrow's at it (laughs) again yeah water supply it's fucking thursday what do you want (laughs) you know like But the fucking like hitch to it here is that it needs to be aerosolized. So they've stolen a Wayne Industries weapon that can, is a microwave emitter that can aerosolize the entire Gotham water supply and make everybody go fucking crazy and kill each other with fear toxin. Then we get into the whole like race is an eco terrorist and basically is like trying to take down society because he thinks that nature needs to like reclaim the world and shit like that. And that's what the league of shadows, like true mission has been for generations is taking down societies when they become too proud and powerful and that kind of thing. And, and then we get like the whole little piece of this, which I actually like where race is responsible for, basically the decline of gotham into like criminality and and lawlessness kind of thing and like the corruption of the police department because they've been playing like economic games with uh with gotham which i think is kind of cool and so like then we get maybe an implication that like race is kind of responsible for bruce's parents being killed and i mean like indirectly yeah they kind of yeah and anyways they fight each other on a train and Batman lets Rachel Gould die, pretty much. Yeah, and Gordon, Sergeant Gordon, I think at this point, kind of. Well, Sergeant, no,
1: yeah, it must be Sergeant because Sergeant's before Lieutenant, and be, he's Lieutenant yeah. at the end, right? Like they say Lieutenant, and he's yeah, Lieutenant he's, at the beginning of Dark Knight, too. Yeah, so. but he's
0: he's like taking his Lieutenant's exam or whatever, just gotten a promotion, yeah. like at the end of this movie. Bruce and Rachel have a whole. Well, Rachel figured out because they do like the real fucking cliche. Like I said, I'm gonna say something to you that I said or that you said to me when I was Bruce and that's how you're going to know that it's me. And yeah. And so like Rachel, (laughs) Rachel knows that, that Bruce is behind the cowl and they have a whole thing where Rachel's like, I love you, but I can't be part of this. And then, and then they basically we'd like end with Bruce and Alfred saying, like, we're going to rebuild the mansion, but we're going to make it cooler and more Batman-y because we're going to, like, improve the Batcave. And we get the tease for uh, the Joker in the next movie, which, like, if anybody hadn't already jizzed their pants during this fucking movie, they did yeah. during that scene. That was it for me at the end when that, that came out. I was like, I'm just going to sit here till that movie
1: comes out. Right. Like, <laughs> <I'll> just-
0: <laughs> because I can't get up right now because I cannot walk. <laughs> yeah, basically
1: my pants are full and is going to be difficult. So yeah. So that's Batman begins in a nutshell. That's very exciting. So let's go like through what we liked on this cuz like I got a bit
0: like cast right off the top is fantastic in this. Most of the cast I good yes. on yeah. Uh like Bale makes a really solid Batman and Bruce, which is nice that they have a fucking yes. person that can do but bo- well they can do Batman that can do public Bruce and that can do private Bruce well yes yeah it's, it is a weird like three-part role yeah, yeah. and that has like a different like timber and a different like tone of voice and a different speaking style for each one kind of thing
1: I love Rich idiot with no day job, Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne, like <laughs> it, he's fantastic at that. Where he just buys like, the what, hotel, and- buys the hotel. He's jumping yeah. in the water with the hot girls. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's exactly what Bruce Wayne should be doing because you never want to suspect this guy's Batman if he's that big a fucking mindless turd yeah then you're like yeah there's no fucking way look at that idiot piece like, of guy's shit. A,
0: yeah this guy's yeah. a piece
1: of like a rich sack of shit i ate yeah. that fucking guy <laughs> and that's what he wants he wants you to fucking hate him but he's so good at it yeah uh bill's still my my favorite batman actually watching this kind of confirmed it i'm like i've seen all the other ones we're waiting on pattinson obviously but like i
0: best live action for sure yeah
1: yeah but he's definitely my favorite live action batman yeah, obviously yeah he's not kevin conroy i mean i would give fucking solid money to have kevin conroy's voice dubbed over all his growly <laughs> horse shit in the next movie so yeah i don't hate the the growly bat voice as much as some people do. i think my problem with it is just listening to other people bitch about it because i remember yeah, watching that's... it and just i was like fuck that was i love these movies like the growl all right whatever it didn't really phase me too much but then everybody bitching about it i was like oh <laughs> i wish he hadn't done the growl just so i didn't have to listen to all these fucking people talk about it about yeah. when they, they talk about these movies but, i mean we got to bring it up because he's like we're nowhere near background yet he's got like super badass bit. whisper yeah. like kind of raspy whisper which i was like yeah i'm pretty on board for that you should have stuck with that as opposed to <laughs> doing that weird scream thing you do afterwards yeah michael kane fucking fantabulous goddamn alfred just like good luck Andy Circus <laughs> got some big
0: shoes to fill. He's such a good, like sassy uh, Alfred too. Like he's he's that. That's what I love about a, a good Alfred is is he someone that can keep Bruce's ego in check. And Michael Caine yeah. does such a fantastic fucking job of oh, that. So like taking taking him, him down a peg when he needs to be. And that's yeah. like that relationship, and also the relationship between Gordon and Bruce make up like a good like thirty percent of what I love about this movie.
1: Yeah, actually, I was just going to say, like, this, like this, uh, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, and Gary Oldman as yeah. Christian Bale's support cast, which is just like, yeah. what the fuck more do you want from life? You know I what know. I mean? Like, I know. Morgan Freeman, who's just, like, so effortlessly charming constantly in these movies. Like, he's so just, like, smooth and, like, you just want him to be your grandpa. He's, like, yeah. a lovable dude you just want to hang out with.
0: Yeah, that line where uh, he, you know, straight up implies that he knows exactly what Bruce is doing. Where he's like, "I, yeah. uh, I don't need you to tell me what you're doing, but, but don't like, think of me but but as an think, idiot. Yeah, yeah, don't think of me as an as an idiot or a fool or whatever it is he says. Like yeah. that's fucking just perfect. This is Lucius Fox. Like this is the
1: reason why Lucius Fox is a, mi- a famous character now too. Like he'd yeah. always been part of the mythos. Like we, he was in the animated series and he was in the comics and stuff. He was always just like the CEO that Bruce." never told anything to basically yeah and whereas this was the movie where like you finally see them he starting to use part of the... fox as like becomes part of the inner circle and becomes yeah. a character that like knows the secret and helps with the secret and that kind of stuff
0: so yeah and then after this we get like you know books involving like his whole family like luke fox yeah. his son is yeah. like a, a legit like bat family like support member now as batwing and shit yeah and- so
1: yeah, it all starts with Morgan Freeman, though. So that's pretty. Yeah. And like, yes, okay. And Gary Oldman is Commissioner Gordon, or he's like, the,
0: is yeah. He's the best James Gordon we've had so far. I have really high hopes for Jeffrey Wright. But, so that, that's what I wrote in here. I was like, man, Jeffrey. The only reason they cast Jeffrey
1: Wright so they could do the race, like lift kind of thing to him so that he like because like that's the only thing they can
0: do they they're not going to get a better white commissioner
1: that's what i was gonna say i'm like what other old white man has wants to live up to gary fucking oldman (laughs) these days like no you don't want to do that so yeah you get jeffrey wright who's fucking just as badass and get him to do it and do a different take and yeah you know you get black commissioner gordon on top of everything else which is cool shit too so there you go
0: yeah
1: and then the villains so liam neeson and killian murphy is it Killian or Cillian? Killian. I, th- I, I think Killian. it's
0: I think it's uh, I think it's
1: Cillian. I don't know. Is it? Oh, whatever. Either way, uh, Liam Neeson, who is, you know, he's fine. He does what he does. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I, I like I, I like Cillian Murphy. Um I think yeah. that he's a great choice for Scarecrow. He's got that kind of like wiry frame and he's got like those the sunken eyes and like looks a little bit kind of off and crazy. And I was a fan of him before these cuz uh I fucking love 28 Days Later and he was fantastic. Yes.
1: Of that. Yeah, I was going to say like he was just coming off 28 Days Later, which was like an awesome flick that I saw too. And, and this is yeah.
0: And this is the first time we get a live action Scarecrow too cuz Scarecrow mm-hmm. wasn't around back in the days of the Batman animated or ba- Batman 66.
1: No, so that the, well like, they wouldn't have done. They, well, yeah, that's a '70s character, right? Like he's a is he a Denny O'Neill?
0: I character? don't know who originated him. I wouldn't be surprised. He'd, he feels like a Denny O'Neill character. Yeah,
1: but um,
0: but I don't think he, yeah I don't think he was even in the comics back in the '60s. So I think that the this is definitely the first live action take that we've ever that we had on Scarecrow, and I, I appreciate that as well. That they're being like, all right, we're not just gonna do fucking Joker right off the bat. We're not gonna do Riddler again. Like we're not gonna do we're not gonna do Catwoman. We've done all these fucking villains
1: think like, you these are actually like deep cut takes kind of for main villains for a Batman movie. Like Rachel yeah. Ghoul, I mean, like, is not as well known. I mean, we know who he is because we're fucking comic readers, So like, yeah, he's the demon's head, blah, 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 yeah. like we've been wa- we've known this shit forever. But like like the mainstream audiences, you think Batman, you're gonna get like it's basically the characters from the sixty six show, right? Like they want. joker Joker,
0: riddler riddler
1: catwoman penguin yeah maybe mr freeze if they watch more than three episodes or whatever yeah like so they want those guys but like this is different this is like yeah you're getting rachel ghoul which is a very denny o'neill character freeze wasn't even in
0: batman 66 was he
1: mr zero yeah he's he's in there okay yeah
0: there's a version
1: of a mr freeze that's in the the show so okay
0: but yeah liam neeson is fine like
1: Oh, he's fine.
0: My problem is is looking back at this as at 2005 or at, you know 15 years later from a 2020 point of view, is I don't know if I agree with like Liam Neeson being passed off as like some ancient like Middle Eastern evil dude. Oh yeah, he's so Irish like he yeah. can't hide that accent. <laughs> like
1: I don't think I don't. They imply all kinds of like because they don't tell you anything about the mythology of the character. Even in Rises, you never like find out anything about like like Lazarus Pitts, or like he is Arabic of descent or whatever. Like that's never a factor. It's just like, he's a guy who may, maybe just took the fucking name Rachel ghoul after the last guy died. Like it may not yeah. actually, or maybe it was him all along might or whatever, like the immortal. And yeah, like it might just be like a name that gets passed around. Cause that's it's intimidating. Yeah. Like a title. Right. And then the, the immortal thing is just like a line you use. Cause there's always a racial ghoul. So like yeah. he's always around or whatever, but uh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Liam fine. Mean, and like fine. Liam Neeson,
1: he's fine. He's just he's not great in action scenes, which is really hilarious considering <laughs> those Taken movies happen after this. So yeah, he likes.
0: I I'm not big on Katie Holmes as Rachel Daw. Like if I'm gonna so every anybody that's seen these movies knows that Rachel Daw gets recast by as uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in yes. the uh, in Dark Knight, and she's a much better fucking Rachel Daw than oh uh, than Katie Holmes for me.
1: We, uh, we have a fundamental disagreement on that point. Really? Actually. I hate, I do not like Maggie Gyllenhaal at hmm. all. Like, I, I've never seen her in a movie where I thought she was improved the movie, basically. Oh,
0: have you never seen
1: really? fucking Secretary? Yes, I have. In fact, I think Jesus. she, I think Katie Holmes would have been better in that role. And Katie well, Holmes sleepwalks her way through this. Although, yeah, see, she my problem, does. my problem with this though is like she gets the worst fucking dialogue in this movie. Like she has yeah. the worst part to play in this movie. It's true. So like she's not done any favors by the script at all. Like which I never really thought about when I was watching these movies originally, but now I'm going back and thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, like, I, my one of the big gripes I have is some of the dialogue in this movie is fucking pretty bad. Like it's just very like hacky kind of like almost too comic booky for live action it's a lot of like don't nobody talks like this in real life itis kind of in places yeah Yeah. but it's a lot of it is katie holmes gets that you know what i mean like she seems to bear the brunt of that like nobody talks like that in real life itis kind of shit so i feel like i like here i'm gonna put it this way anne hathaway plays catwoman in the third one
0: <laughs> I was happy. Yeah, so I agree. I do prefer. I do prefer. <laughs> Kate, or I, I, do prefer uh, I do prefer that that to either, either of yeah. the
1: Rachel Dawes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Happy, so, so that's basically my end up take on that. <laughs> not the whole Rachel Dawes conversation is like yeah. in the third movie they cast my favorite actress because I
0: have the biggest crush on her in history. As Catwoman and that was the end of it for me <laughs> so see I've had like I watched Dawson's Creek back when I was in fucking high school and like I had a crush on Katie Holmes since those days mm. but yeah, like I can watch that show she's just she's too pure for Gotham for me uh, like she's just uh, you know the, the there's everybody in Gotham has, you know, shades of gray except Rachel Dawes, apparently. Well, see,
1: th- and that's like uh, one of those things. And you look on TV tropes, it'll be like alternate character interpretations. And it's like, is she really like a steely DA or is she really just like a wide eyed idealist who's way in over her head? And yeah. I'm like, actually, that tracks a little bit more honestly with the way she's playing this character than like the other thing where she's like proto harvey dent which again this character should be harvey dent i've been meaning to say this this is my thing that i've been wanting to say for 20 years or however long since this movie came out that character should never have been rachel doss which would eliminate the only woman in this movie but yeah that character should be harvey dent because it would have made the next movie way better if they had done that ahead of time
0: yeah then rather than like giving us two face after like we've seen uh Hardy harvey done for like 15 t- minutes yeah, for 10 minutes or some shit yeah i will say that the the one credit i'll give katie holmes in this is she does have that great moment where she fucking tases scarecrow in the face yes that's pretty badass
1: it's pretty funny when she tries to tase batman too actually and you yeah. just kind of like
0: that's <laughs> the shit off we wow. the- have yeah. wipes them off yeah yeah so i have i have a couple other issues in terms of casting but i'll, I'll save those for gripes well
1: my only other piece of thing wait it is a gripe basically it's like you cast rutger howard and then not don't cast him as a crime boss you cast him as the executive who's got yeah. three lines i was like why get rutger fucking howard then <laughs> he's one of the greatest actors like in genre fucking film and that's what you <sighs> <laughs> all right fair enough Fair enough. You just wanted the Blade Runner guy in here because there's a lot of Blade Runner homages in this, basically. Yeah, that's true. So, other things that you liked, though. I know because the cast is, like, the big thing, I think, with this. yeah. If we're
0: talking, like, Blade Runner, like, nods, the fucking cinematography is just beautiful. (sighs) Yeah. There's so many gorgeous panning shots that give the movie just, like, a fucking amazing sense of place overall.
1: Yeah. Uh, Um, And, like, and to that effect, too, like, Gotham in this flick, feels particularly like gotham like how i would kind of want gotham to feel versus what we get in the next two movies which is way more like we're just kind of in a city and not really doing like the added stuff like when you see the narrows and stuff it's got that like rundown what you think gotham probably looks like like where there's just like tenement buildings almost leaning on each other that batman's clambering over and stuff and they do that in this movie and it's like oh shit that
0: looks badass i I like how they show here like the different neighborhoods and the Uh the class difference between them for sure yeah the narrows they do a really good job with here but I mean this is the first time that they're using Chicago as that stand in for Gotham and it works so well because anybody that's been in like downtown Chicago knows that there are literally two levels of the fucking city like there's the you know the level that like all of the like nice shops and shit are on and then there's like this sort of underground level that are under street you know like underpasses and shit like that which is where all like the loading docks and shit like that are and like where all the fucking hobo live and that kind of thing so using that and and using it really well in the movie was like brilliant i remember like walking around chicago and thinking like this feels more like gotham than new york ever did
1: so like yeah i don't know i was i think i kind of pictured chicago is gotham now in my head basically so
0: yeah just so it also puts it
1: away from new york yeah. So, Gotham whatever. is
0: supposed to be like an East coast city, but I could definitely yeah. see, you know, if you transplanted like Chicago to the East coast kind of thing, mm. Yeah, that would be my, my vision of Gotham pretty much. Yeah. So, and then like some of the other filming locations too, like the stuff that they shot, I don't know if they actually shot in Bhutan, but obviously probably they not, shot a bunch of <laughs> stuff like on, they, well, they obviously shot some stuff yes. on locations somewhere in like somewhere. Mid, mid, yeah. middle Asia or something like that. The Wayne Manor. All that, like
1: all those locations, long like mountain trekking yeah. like helicopter shots and stuff. Beautiful stuff of him yeah. like walking over like ice, the ice fields flows and, and stuff yeah. that are probably fucking melted off by now, you know, <laughs> global warming at you times.
0: Know? And then that the building they chose is Wayne Manor it was just like spot fucking on too. I don't know where yeah. the fuck that. That one almost looked like it was in like Scotland or some shit.
1: I think they shot some of that cuz they shot a lot of this in Pinewood so I'd assume that's an English countryside Yeah, I like, wouldn't be surprised. Mansion cuz they used it again in Rises right? Like is it the same house in Rises that they use? I don't remember. I'd have to go, like, I'll have to compare when I, we go, we do that one in a couple weeks, so.
0: Yeah.
1: I was trying to remember if they they match up, because you remember, he he says he's going to rebuild it, like, identical to what it was before, I'm like, yeah, did they just use the same house? (laughs) I I don't remember anymore. I imagine they would have, but, like, I don't remember anymore, because you don't spend a ton of time. Just set, dress it a little bit differently or whatever. Yeah, well, they did, really, right, because you're in a different wing or whatever, because he's hiding, blah, blah, blah. He's got to follow Anne Hathaway all the way there. Good times, I like everything about the design of this movie, except yeah. for the suit itself, so like oh, really, yeah, the suit like they nail it in the next one, like in terms of like functional actual wearing a batman like wearing a bat suit in real life kind of stuff,
0: hmm.
1: like if you're gonna go real comic booky, like the I mean the suit suits as close as you're gonna get to just like ripping it right off of a comic book page, basically yeah. Which I mean, it works and it doesn't work. I hate the big chunky like Frank Miller logo. I would have gone with more of like a Jim Lee thing, but whatever. But for like, I'm supposed to believe this guy's a real life person wearing a suit. This suit looks still looks a little too stagey versus
0: Mm.
1: like the next one, which looks more like a piece of armor, yeah, with some bat flare on it basically, which is kind of what I would assume they would go for in a real world scenario. Even though the cape, I mean, no capes, but like (laughs) capes, awesome. But like, yeah, the stuff like that, like they make them. This is where the glide comes in, too. Like they've done like glidey stuff in the comics. But this is where it became like, yeah, you just fucking glides with the cape. That's why it's there. Like it gives them the reason to have it because that's what they do. It was in this and then they started using it in the video games. And now it's in the comics all the time where he's gliding around on the fucking cape too. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I like this I, I'm with you on the production design. I, I like this version. I like this version of this suit. I mean I've I'm not the bat nerd that you are, so I haven't like sat down and like compared like what's the suit look like in begins versus dark knight versus rises kind of thing. But I Well, it's the same suit. It's it's
1: only two suits. There's this the begin suit, which like plays into the beginning of rises or into The Dark Dark Knight, which he, yeah, then he replaces it and he gets that suit and he wears that suit through rises they don't get a new suit and rises okay i I, I waited for like the whole time in the movie i was like oh are they gonna give him like a bionic suit when he goes back to fight bane nope goes in the same costume i was like eh you wasted
0: an action figure opportunity (laughs) there nolan come on buddy (laughs) well that's the fucking thing about this movie is like obviously they did sell action figures and shit like that for it but it doesn't feel like a movie that was made to fucking sell action figures because like no what are you gonna do for a fucking racial ghoul action figure like just a dude in a fucking suit but yeah, I even mean, need in, in a black suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. What um, the fuck do
1: you do with Rachel Ghoul is it like it's just a dude in a robe with a sword probably. Like what's yeah. the toy like Rachel Ghoul toy look like, really?
0: <laughs> but like I I like this version of the of the sort of course of events where all those gadgets, like obviously what we're getting with the Batman, the 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 Matt Reeves movie with Robert Pattinson is a more stripped down Batman that is like, you know, just fucking Held together by bailing wire and shit like that, whereas this is like okay, all of this shit already existed because Wayne Industries was like basically a fucking arms company. It looks like, and yeah. <laughs> and like everything just but like, right, like they don't they 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 make mention about like oh the they don't make sciences guns. Yeah. yeah, but it's like
1: everything except <laughs> guns they seem to make right, yeah. like they make tanks obviously because he drive
0: like that Batmobile which I love I love the tumbler yeah but I do like tumbler it too. is. A fucking tank, basically. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah. And I, I like the Tumblr, especially considering, like, you know, our previous version, the, the like, Elfman Schumacher version was like, oh, here are these huge fucking fins that look like they would, like, snap off if you looked at them the wrong way. Yeah, And, absolutely. and, and now, we're at, now we're at the Tumblr that's like, yeah, this fucking thing could withstand a nuke. Uh, <laughs> actually
1: it, he survives an RPG direct RPG shot <laughs> like rocket propelled grenade directly to the undercarriage of that car and he, he lives through it and the car almost does like bits and pieces of that car are still working after it takes that shot in the next movie yeah so I like I always like the tumbler I was like this that makes sense for to me as to what Batman would drive not like and I love the 89 one too don't get me wrong but that yeah. car can't go over a fucking speed bump it's too low to the <laughs> ground it makes no sense
0: no, it can drive up buildings. No, no, no. That's that's only that only
1: happens oh, in the third the one. Yeah, it's Batman yeah. Batman forever. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. About it. Although to be fair, like fucking Schumacher got there first because he had, like this Batman is flying on fucking rooftops in his car. Yeah, so like and
0: that's one of my gripes. But now we'll is yeah. that <laughs> like there's no way those fucking like rotting Gotham like narrow oh, rooftops are gonna hold up this fucking tank that thing's gotta be like five fucking tons of solid steel it would have like dropped straight through every floor into the lobby and then he just would have like driven out the through through. (laughs) but it's like yeah Batman
1: doesn't kill anybody like that's because the buildings are somehow made of
0: titanium (laughs) (laughs) who fucking designed Gotham who made of like pure concrete who made made these roofs out of fucking cinder blocks yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. who poured concrete on these roofs so the car could drive on it yeah it's crazy what else do I like about this I mean like like, the whole setup for this is like it's Batman 101, which is fine. And like if they're gonna do yeah. the, the cut corner of Rachel Ghoul being the guy who trained him, I I can completely deal with. So like this actually works for me a lot better than even some comic book origins do sometimes. So because that likes to switch every couple years anyway.
0: Yeah I, I like this this version of Batman. I appreciate that this is the first time that we really got to see like proto Batman on big screens. Because yeah. like in 89 it's just like Batman. oh he's just here batman's just here he's just a thing yeah. that already exists kind of thing um, yeah, and with nikes yeah but, you know <laughs> and and i i like getting to see this proto batman and also like the martial arts training like this is a fucking batman that does batman shit like he's fast he's stealthy he's intimidating he's like mad fucking hand-to-hand combat skills like he, he does- starts
1: doing even like they even start hinting at the detective stuff in this they don't do it as much as it Yeah, but he does. He starts to get to the like. You can see him realizing, oh, I'm gonna have to probably you know figure out how to like like do the cop job too. Yeah, as he's following trails and shit like that and that kind of stuff. So,
0: and I kind of prefer the version where he's got that from the beginning, which it sounds like we're gonna get in the in the Matt Reeves movie. You know where like he is, he start like he's got the physical training, but he's also already got the mental training like he realized that this was going to have to be something he was going to have to do as well we said he doesn't kill quote-unquote anyone he definitely maims the fuck out of a bunch of dudes cops mainly also. cops well cops and thugs you know yeah right? Ma-
1: mafiosos well, and shit. i was yeah. like i was somebody was like a lot of what gets complained about with this movie is like the fight scenes like where they're kind of jump cutty like yeah, they're a little that's, borny that's my But and like I would have much I would have really liked to see the fight in the predator scene at the end of the predator scene where he fucking takes down 20 fucking guys because he walks like a group of like 15, 20 guys. And by the time that jump cutty mess is fucking over, he walks away without a scratch on him and goes and like grabs Falcone and like whatever but they don't you can't see it you know what i mean yeah, like it's, it's just
0: like all this craziness and i'm like ah that would that's, be that's probably my biggest gripe is like yeah in a world where we now have those like epic continuous shot quote-unquote continuous shot scenes like we got in daredevil and in luke cage to go yeah. back and, and and see like those guys like really fucking take hits and give hits and see the impact that that's having on them and see these characters that are like well in, in daredevil's case just like human characters yeah. just fucking getting exhausted after like a after a three-minute fight kind of thing yeah well because that's like, what it's like him. in real life yeah you got
1: punched in the face a couple times yeah, you're really exactly. fucking
0: tired afterwards you know
1: i was actually thinking about like i rewatched the batman's trailer again this week and I actually somebody had mentioned daredevil and re- like in relation to it and i was like actually you know what it does kind of have that daredevil like this might be batman's daredevil kind of yeah story because it looks very like i don't know maybe it's just i, I really want to focus on that scene where they show us where he punches the guy in the face fucking nine times yeah like that shit's all badass and that felt like a daredevil scene to me like that's something matt murdoch would have i
0: don't know done how you spell. can make a batman movie in this day and age and not go back to that daredevil series and be like okay this has to be an influence
1: yeah absolutely i mean like those two characters are so like kind of joined at the hip in terms yeah. of like stuff that goes back and forth between the two of them. So like, yeah, I think if I was good, like, yeah, actually what I, well, I remember when they first announced the Batman, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I hope they, these guys fucking have watched daredevil before they make this movie. <laughs> and now I've seen the trailer and I kind of realized, I'm like, I think these guys have seen daredevil before they watch this movie and I'm on board for it, but either way. Yeah. Yeah. Batman begins in terms of like the action. I would have liked to have like, even the Batman V Superman fight scene, which feels like something out of the Arkham games is, better than what we get here sadly kind of thing because like nolan i think nolan intentionally wanted to show that it was confusing like what was going on but like i i think he didn't realize like people who like batman are going to want to watch batman beat ass as batman because <laughs> yeah. that's what people can watch batman <laughs> shit for so like yeah pull the camera back a little chris um he gets better about that though like he's a little bit more they pull back and track out a lot in, in dark knight and rises so
0: yeah i remember like in particularly in rises cuz like batman or like dark knight is not as much of an action movie as it is a psychological thriller right yeah. because well, i mean it's like-, like it's
1: basically heat with batman in it so yeah, yeah it's like Where's- a crime thriller
0: Whereas like in rises, like we get like fucking like just all out brawls between Bruce and Batman and yeah. And and, in some of those, yeah. Like I remember especially the one like in the sewer where he does fucking break the bat. Like there's, there's some great top down shots in that where you can really fucking see like Bane just fucking wailing on, on Batman and we'll
1: get to that. You get Tom Hardy. I mean, that's, uh, people are going to sh- like talk whatever they want about that voice and stuff, but I, Tom Hardy was good fucking casting as Bane, yeah. man. Like, he's yeah. in, and even as a smaller dude, like, he looks like he could rip you in fucking half. And mm-hmm. I'm all, I was there for it 100% when I watched that yeah. movie. So, uh, yeah, I would like to see more of that in this, but like, they weren't necessarily, these are not villains that you're going to get into like a straight up fist fight with. And like, what villains can you really throw Batman at that he gets into a straight up fist fight with aside from Bane? Cause most of them are like, they're trying to trick his brain shit. Yeah.
0: yeah they have a gimmick or whatever so yeah. you know we already talked a little bit about liam neeson as rachel ghoul but just the use of rachel ghoul in here i like yes like knowing more about batman comics now like i didn't really i i think i was just starting to read batman when this oh. movie came out
1: yeah i was in like die hard by then like i was actually reading i was reading weekly in 2005 like i was going to the fucking comic store every week to pick up like uh, a u-esque yeah. size pickup back yeah. then but
0: it would have been marvel dc and image and all kinds of shit and this is right around the time when i started picking up mm-hmm. like a, the bat books on a weekly basis kind of thing yeah because 2005 is like no
1: man's land ish kind of in that t- batman kind of RIP. time batman r.i.p r.i.p oh is it RIP? is that late really
0: okay oh maybe that's later maybe that's like yeah r.i.p is way later I, th- I think it was right after like just after hush because hush was like 2003 so yeah maybe no man's land like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was right. I was right in the middle of like hardcore reading every bat book when this came out. So yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing I read was bat books. Like no D <laughs> like that was the only DC I would read at the time. But actually, no, I might've been reading Justice League because it might've still been Grant Morrison on justice league because he was on there for Uh, fucking like three or four years. And he
0: started 97 though. He wouldn't have been so long by that point. I think that would have been around like the identity crisis time, which I read also, Um, like I was reading actively
1: during this stuff. So like this is during my, like I read a little bit of everything and like big DC events. Like I, like identity crisis I was on board for bought those books, like probably have them still somewhere. Yeah. So I was reading a lot of like bat related DC stuff. And I remember identity crisis in particular. Yeah. It's a great story. It's a weird sit back to go back to at the end. Yeah. because they sold it with more Batman and there wasn't as much Batman in it. Although that was like the real start of Batman becoming like brother like the brother one in the OMAX story, like him going getting real paranoid. Yeah. In the pre fifty two era, like when they sent him down the real dark path. That was that era, which yeah. I was all there for. I like it when they do Grouchy Bruce. Grouchy Bruce
0: is a good <laughs> Bruce. For- Paranoid Bruce, yeah, like at, yeah. at the time, watching this, like there was definitely stuff i didn't pick up on, like not familiar with Henri Ducard as a character, for instance, oh okay, yeah. um so no looking back at it, like trying to pass off Rachel ghoul as Henri Ducard was an interesting choice for sure, yeah, I mean, as somebody
1: who knew it was kind of, it was a weird like I was like there's no fucking way they're gonna make that guy who was in four issues, yeah, like that's not Liam Neeson he's definitely the bad guy, like <laughs> it was like such a bad.
0: It worked for like, me, yeah. Again, because I didn't know, the, you know, that that was an existing character. Like, I, so the bait and switch worked for me. Um, especially when like yeah, this game later, but like fucking like the the most obvious comparison is Iron Man three, and this is a way better fucking bait uh, and switch yes, than than yeah, uh, Mandarin is. Yeah, and I like that this motivation as well. Like, it feels like a somewhat realistic motivation. Like, you know, the whole you know. Run by a quote-unquote immortal trying to take down societies for the greater good of the world and the eco-terrorism side. And I like the Rachel Gu character. Like, just I mean, maybe one day we like, if it's just you and I doing a ton of
1: episodes, we should do like Son of the Demon or something like that. Or um, no, what was it? What's the original story? The Neil Adams story? Uh, Birth of the Demon or something? Yeah, whichever one where they do like originally, like. Bruce goes yeah. out to the desert and fights Rachel Ghoul, and that's probably where Damien was conceived. Like, that story would be fun mm-hmm. to go back and do classic Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, like Batman stuff. Before
0: so. Neil Adams went just fucking crazy. Well, hey, he was always crazy, but like still a massively gifted <laughs> penciler. So, yeah. and like Ooh, to yeah. this day. Before they let him write his own books, let's say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd still, if somebody else would write, like he would let somebody else write for him, I'd still look at Denny or Neil Adams' books because he still draws really well. It's just. Yeah. He writes his own stuff, and it's uh, yeah, hot garbage.
0: Sadly, and this is like you know I've been clamoring for years for like a really solid multi-villain movie in the MCU. This is how you fucking do a solid multi-villain movie. You know, you've got you've got Falcon, you've got Scarecrow, you've got Rayshal Ghoul, you've got even the fucking Rutger Hauer like uh, executive type guy. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 sorry, yeah. Yeah, so like this, you know, all of those work together, you know, there's tiers and shit like that. Some of them are working across purposes and shit. Like this is the way to do a proper solid multi-villain movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean like that, like lumping Scarecrow in with Ra's Ghoul makes sense in terms of like he's probably going to yeah, Ra's is
0: using him yeah. to to sow chaos in Gotham basically. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So like and it, and it works with with Crane's motivations cuz he just wants to fucking like you know, do experiments on the entire city, kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, no, I I like that whole
1: put together, and like the the point where like you've got Falcone working for Scarecrow, who's working for Rachel Ghoul, and it all it's all like it all leads up to Rachel Ghoul too. It's not like they're so disparate that like you're in three different plots. It's all one plot, right? Like it's all leads to yeah. the end result, which is Batman versus Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. At the it's end, not
0: like so. the disaster of again, Batman and Robin where <sighs> it's like, Hey, let's randomly try and tie these three fucking villains together that do not fit in any way, shape or form.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can see like, I, and I know what they've done in comics, poison Ivy and Bane working together. And I'm sure it's probably the writer being like you idiots. This is really easy to do because these characters are both smart <laughs> yeah. and can work together properly. And, like, they actually would have maybe not purpose, like, purpose that would match up, but at least, like, there's methodology that would match up because they're both brainy people. You can do that movie and and make it good because I've read the comics. So
0: there you go. It's true. It is true. This is probably the best live action character study of Batman and his motivations that we've got so far. Well, I I think the, the biggest
1: takeaway from this movie is that it is a movie about Batman, which has and many movies have had Batman in the title reason we have yet to see (laughs) up to this point, a movie about Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. So it's nice that they made this movie and called it Batman begins. And the movie was at least actually about Batman beginning. And you follow
0: Batman to the point where he has begun. And if you were reading the comics at this time, like you could watch this movie and be like, Okay, this kind of matches up with the version of Batman that I'm reading in the comics right now. Yeah, it could does not be actually. fucking said for bat for like the Schumacher or the Elfman movies by any stretch. No, the
1: uh, you're not getting anything from those movies that are getting crossed over into the comic books. Yeah, you remember what like the stuff they were doing in 1997 versus ni- like when Batman and Robin came out. It would have been like
0: Cataclysm like, and shit like that.
1: Yeah, it was stuff like that. So yeah. like. Yeah, this is like post nightfall Batman and stuff like that. Like it is not, you know, happy go lucky guy Batman. So yeah, this this Batman tracks much nicer to like comic book Batman, even if it is like you got it to squint in some ways, but like overall, this is as Batman as you can get in live action, probably pre MCU. Like we're gonna see some wacky shit, I bet in the Batman now. And I know they were starting to lean into it with like Batfleck and stuff like that. Like that was a very comic booky Mm-hmm. version of batman like Frank that they Miller. were doing yeah so
0: yeah and then and then like they i know they did this in definitely in burton movies but um where they call they i think this is the best version of them like sort of shine hanging lampshade on the whole like bruce is the mask and Nest, batman yeah. is the true identity and everything this this is where that works the most for me in a in a live action format
1: it's almost like if you get a director who knows what he's doing and an actor yeah. who can do more than two things, then you <laughs> might be able to do a Batman movie. Yeah. Um, God, it's so nice. Like, it was just nice being in a movie that starred Batman that felt like a movie and not just like a mess of neon barfed all over my screen <laughs> or whatever.
0: Yeah. And everybody so, like, considers this to be like the start of like the really like grim, dark Batman and like the grim, dark, Comic book movies and stuff like that, but like, there's still a good amount of humor in this. Like, it cuts through yeah. that that dark a lot of the time, and most of the time, it's like Lucius and Alfred, like, just cutting into Bruce and being like, "You're a fucking idiot." Like, yeah, you're gonna kill yourself. Stop doing this shit, kind of thing, or like, you know, yeah. you're just fucking showboating.
1: Although, like, damn good television
0: is a fucking excellent line from Christian Bale. But he fucking like drops it with just such such a dickish fucking uh, <laughs> a, yeah. tone. Yeah. Like smug Bruce Wayne. This is exactly what she yeah. wants. <laughs> yeah. The man's ego is out of control. Like he dresses up as a bat and punches guys in the face. What more can and, you say? <laughs> and the nice thing is, is that you don't like, you, there's not a whole bunch of like stupid monologuing or anything like that. You get those in insights into Bruce and his psychology and why he's doing and what he's doing or why he's doing it is, through his discussions with the other characters, through him talking to Gordon, through him talking to Fox, through him talking to Rachel, through him talking to Alfred. Yeah. It's it's not like, you know, he's just like going off and staring into the darkness and having a fucking like little talk to himself or whatever. I
1: mean, like he does that too sometimes, but like, because there's, there's a couple shots of him like hanging out on rooftops, just like sitting there basically. But like <laughs> he's brooding. Batman broods. Batman prudes is what he's supposed to do. Either way. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we can move on to what little gripes we may
0: have about this? Because I do have a couple. I got a couple. Let's see. Some minor ones. The score is solid. It's not my favorite Batman score, but it's far from the worst. It's fine. It's totally yeah. serviceable. Like it isn't does
1: like none of, actually none of the Nolan scores are particularly notable to me. That's the only thing maybe about these movies that like really lacks overall in like the, th- the like, out of the three of them. Out. Is that the score, except for except for the fucking Joker wine, which Will stay in my fucking brain till the day I die, probably. Nothing else really sticks with me in these movies, aside from like the Nolan E sound effects. That's what I noticed like watching it in Atmos in like on yeah, the four K Blu-ray. There's no is themes. it's so Nolan E. It's yeah. just like all oh, that loud boom is happening all the time. And there's always that background like timpani drum like yeah. bl- like something going on. And it's like, oh yeah. Even when he's doing Batman, Chris Nolan still does Chris Nolan.
0: So like <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, there, there's no real theme. Like in no. the the Batman animated series, had a fucking fantastic theme. Like the Elfman movies had a fantastic theme, which they yeah. ended up bringing back in yeah. the DCU movies. Um, but here, like the best that we get is like like horn motif or something like that when Batman yeah is about to do something awesome you get like a little swell of horns or whatever but what else uh effects are good they're solid they're not really distracting which is i think what this movie needed yeah i barely noticed them which is
1: kind of nice yeah. like that like there's the digital like enhancements to the scenes are good and seamless and i don't see them particularly even in 4k i was watching i was really looking too yeah like because i like looking for seams and shit and i was like no actually this movie holds together pretty fucking well um that last shot of the subway like car or whatever like the l train crashing Mm -hmm. and stuff which they did practically uh looks fucking fantastic still like that's the one thing about these practical effects man like you hold 20 years later you're looking at them like yeah it's still like yeah they really they really crashed a subway
0: car into a building (laughs) it's
1: fucking maniacs
0: but like it looks good so there you go and, like, the, the bat effects and stuff are pretty solid. Like, that scene, particularly when Bruce first goes back down into the cave as an adult and just lets the bats swarm around and him kind of thing, is, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good effect shot, but it's also just a really beautiful shot overall. Yeah. Very yeah. effective, very impactful kind of shot. Yeah, even the
1: effects of, like, the bats, like, when they, they're at Arkham and, like, escaping yeah. and stuff. And, like, you can see some of the cops overacting a little bit if you're really looking for, like, a particular cop kind of swatting at Digital bats that aren't there, and like maybe overdoing it a little bit, yeah. but like by and large, like everything holds together, Come, yeah. like really well. So
0: the whole like subplot of Bruce taking back control of the company works pretty well for me, even though you know involves Rucker Howard being misused, because it it's, it shows. It shows character development, right? It shows that he's realizing that, oh wait, there's good I can do in Gotham without wearing the cowl kind of thing. Yes. And that's again, like straight from the comics. You know, it's like Batman is a philanthropist, but he's also a playboy kind of thing. He plays both sides of those coins kind of thing. And there were a couple of little cameos that I wanted to drop. One is, I mean, these aren't really cameos at the time, but Baby King Joffrey in The Narrows.
1: Yes, I uh, I always want to blame christian bale batman for allowing joffrey to survive yeah he
0: kills fucking rachel ghul but he didn't kill joffrey so uh and then the other one that i i only caught this time was the i'm gonna have to look up the actress's name uh but the woman who plays uh jefferson pierce's wife in black lightning is one of the secretaries at wayne enterprise
1: oh yes the assistant like it's the it's rucker howard's assistant basically
0: is yeah it's the wife from i can't remember her name though christine adams is is the actress's name Yeah, that is not her first... first DC4, DC, DC, yeah, DC appearance. So that was a a nice little catch this time through. Cool. I'm trying to think if I had anything else I want to talk about. The Bradley voice works for me. I'm going to go fucking come right out and say it. I know that it gets a lot of slack. Or a lot of flack well whatever, you mean like the ground like,
1: like in the next we can talk about that next time because it's not really yeah, like he doesn't really use it's not I mean, too bad here. swear to me swear to me it was like a little bit there but like that works in that scene right yeah and he doesn't use it the whole time Whereas, like in the next movie i get why people bitch about it because he does use it the whole fucking time like he starts having conversations with in that voice and i'm like this is terrible but like all right
0: fine whatever it's batman <laughs> okay what what gripes do you have do you have gripes A couple that we haven't talked about already. I'm not crazy about this version of the origin, about sort of laying more of the blame for the Wayne's death at Bruce's feet because he was scared of the bats. Uh, See, like I they've
1: they've gone back and forth on the like he forced them to leave early in the comics before. You know what I mean? Like that is something that has like been brought up. Yeah. as like he has extra guilt so i'm like fine you're gonna you just
0: lay it on super thick because it's a movie basically i guess yeah. like in terms of that kind of stuff and along with that i'm not crazy about the, the the guy that they cast as thomas wayne i didn't find him particularly good he's fine he just he says that a lot actually
1: in this movie it's fine it's fine because yeah. he's about to get <laughs> shot i like he i mean like this is like pre where you cast jeffrey dean morgan you know what i mean like yeah. you're not they weren't gonna do like a big poll for Thomas Wayne because like who wants to get you know like he has like hey you get to be like some kid's dad you never get to act across from the guy who's actually playing Batman right because you got to play <laughs> you're playing against his son or like the your son and like the young version of the character so like you never get to actually be in the scene with Batman and then you get shot like that's the role <laughs> not yeah. I mean so.
0: I mean, yeah. If you're going to, like, they obviously try and do a little bit more with the character, and they, you know, he obviously plays a big role because that whole, you know, why do we fall so we can learn to get back up again, like, just keeps coming back through this movie. See, I don't, like, I don't mind them. They're, they're, They're just, they, neither of them matter, basically. Yeah. The one that does matter that I'm fucking to this day confused as to why they cast is why the fuck do you cast an English dude as, like, an Italian mob boss? Why the fuck do you cast. Tom Wilkinson as Carmine Falcone his accent was fucking terrible
1: yeah it's fucking brutal but I mean he's a decent actor it's just
0: yeah he's I mean I, I've liked him in other stuff I've seen he just should never fucking try and do an accent that should have been fucking like
1: that should have been Rucker Hauer, though. Like it would have been way more intimidating to me if like the mob boss Falcone was Rucker like, Howard.
0: There's two dozen actors that you could have picked instead of oh, fucking man. Tom Wilkinson. But like Chris Nolan's a British dude, and so like he was like, "Yeah, I got to put as many fucking British people in this movie as I can." Was fucking James Gandolfini dead already when this came out? <laughs> like, why do you not just get
1: James Gandolfini and man. do because that that would have worked for me. Like, if you're gonna do Falcone, I mean, you can't now because sadly, Mister Gandolfini passed away years ago. But like. He would have worked for me as a Batman mob boss villain. Cause like he fucking played the ultimate mob boss villain for like six years or like actually more like 10 really by the time that show like went through hiatuses and stuff, but he gods yeah. Cast somebody who can do an Italian accent properly. If you're going to have him be a mafioso kingpin. Yes. Or, you know, get Vincent D'Onofrio, I guess. But like yeah, that too. <laughs> the other team did that. So I guess we can't really go there.
0: 15 years or 10 years
1: later they did that. Ten years later, yeah. Yeah. And he fucking crushed it. Yeah. And then he's he's still talking about wanting to come back. Like he's the, like one God. of those guys who's like, can we just make this show, please? I want to come back.
0: I don't even care. Just give me a fucking like Kingpin series. I would watch him in a fucking Kingpin series. Put him in series. Spider-Man. Yeah. Put him in Spider-Man. Yeah. Put him in Spider Man. Either way, what do
1: I want to bitch about here? So, like, first of all, the fucking villain plan makes no fucking sense. So, like, if it's supposed to be vaporized, did nobody get into a hot shower the whole time that they were pumping this shit? Because, like, somebody would have, like, you breathe in steam at that point, right? Which is, like, vaporized air, which would give you the fear response. So are people freaking out and jumping out of the showers? Or does everybody <laughs> in Gotham City just give themselves a horse bath at this point?
0: Is that what's going on? Mm, maybe maybe they can't afford uh, hot water heaters. Everybody <laughs> everybody's taking a lukewarm showers in Gotham. Yeah,
1: yeah, so you're not getting the steam. All right, fair enough. I just wrote again, way to waste Rutger Hauer. So <laughs> that was one of those things that uh, kept... Like, every time he shows up on screen, I'm like, wow, man, why do you cast Rutger Hauer and do nothing with him? Come on, Chris, you're better than this. Like, (laughs) I know you're a better director than this. Either way. Some of the dialogue. Now, it's mostly to do with Rachel Dawes, but some of it's super stilted. Like, even Christian Bale gets a couple lines where I was like, that needed a second pass. Nobody talks like that in real life. Just little bits. Um, And it's just way more obvious this time through. I think
0: for some yeah. reason to me, yeah. I mean, that, it, maybe that's part of why she doesn't really work in the role for me is because, you know, it's poor, uh, poor script, but yeah. And I've seen her in stuff where she's
1: like, okay, I can't remember what those things are. Cause I never watched Dawson's <laughs> Creek. That was not my,
0: I mean, when, when, uh, when Tom was letting her out of the house at this point, <sighs>
1: I mean, that's why she's not back. Probably, you know, like didn't come back for the second one. Cause yeah. it, it, she was Mrs. Tom Cruise by this point, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, that's a weird yeah that's that so there we go actually I, I made a joke about this on batman forever this is tom Cruise's wife number two for us in this <laughs> series because nicole kidman was in batman forever yeah. and didn't make much of an impression on us at that point and then katie holmes happens and like aside from both of us having like weird wb crushes on her <laughs> katie holmes doesn't do much for either of us really i guess at that point at least not in this case so yeah so yeah that's kind of my other gripe is like why is the only woman on the main cast like written this fucking horribly like why does she have all the horrible shit to say that like is just awful that i don't want to listen to
0: yeah like it could have been a cool opportunity for them to i mean make
1: it harvey dent that should have been harvey Dent. that's my biggest gripe is about this movie is that that should have been harvey dent
0: but i'm trying to think and like make them gay
1: just make them gay then i don't (laughs) fucking care if you want to do a romance do that but I'm trying but, to
0: think, like, so that you still have like a decent female character or something like that. Like, what do you do? You make Talia. You bring Talia in early, and bring, she's a dragon. Yeah, you bring Talia in early, or I mean, you've already got Gordon. What if you introduce Barbara? Barbara? Yeah. I
1: mean, there's something to do. I don't know. I just I would not have like even if you wanted to add another romantic interest, would have stuffed the plot full of shit at that point. But like, yeah,
0: I'm I'm done with like fu- like forced fucking Batman love interests yeah. at this point for sure. Like, at least she had something to do.
1: My only thing would be, like, introduce Selena Kyle earlier and bring me this Anne Hathaway love yeah. like in
0: 2005.
1: You know what I mean? Like, let's get on this shit now and stop fucking around with all this other Dawson's Creek horse shit. Let's just get right to Anne Hathaway, goddammit. Indeed. Unfortunately not to be, but that's, a, that's one of my gripes, is just, you know, Anne Hathaway. My other gripe is uh, Bruce really assumes that, like, james gordon is a good guy in spite of the fact that he's completely complicit with all the
0: cops who are dirty in the town and like and that's also a, from a 2020 point of view like <laughs> cops yeah. that are complicit yeah. or, or silent about the bad cops in the department not good cops I didn't even think about that that that, that, that that would track that way
1: more now than yeah. like it would have like a fucking a month ago or whatever, right? Like two months ago. But yeah, like to me, like that whole bit where he's like, I'm no rat and shit. I was like, man, you're still a fucking dirty cop then, you know, like yeah. I, I still don't want you to Over be Batman's partner. The,
0: the dirty cop. So yeah, makes you still, it doesn't make you a clean cop.
1: Yeah. So I don't know that, that those were the things that rubbed me the, the worst about this movie. Oh, Killian Murphy saying, Batman or whatever the fuck however he says it it's in It's the
0: Batman. Yeah, that
1: shit that drove me crazy. <laughs> like the first time I was I like, like it. I would've I let it, it's sarcastic. I would've let it slide the first time. Not like he'd done it normally the second time, but he goes <laughs> twice on it and I was like dude seriously I,
0: I i look at it as scarecrow like or, or jonathan crane even like psychoanalyzing bruce in you know in his mind as he says that he's like oh it's this motherfucker that's dressed up like a bat like get him on my couch i'll have a field day yeah, with this fucking that
1: that is actually a scene that like they never do that i would love to have seen in these movies because they never that is probably a gripe maybe about like the whole series that i have is that, like they never use scarecrow as the main villain He's always he's yeah. in all of these movies. Like he has an appearance in all three of these movies, which is baffling to me. <laughs> Cuz I guess Is
0: he in Dark Knight?
1: Yeah, at the beginning.
0: Oh Remember? right, right. Yeah, he's the guy that he takes, yeah, that he fights and
1: Yeah, the, the dogs and stuff like that yeah. at the beginning because they're selling drugs or whatever yeah yeah yeah. but like to have a scene where like him and batman actually like interact or have a fight because i mean like it's not a fight right like scarecrow versus batman is yeah, never a it's fight is <laughs> yeah because he gets punched in the face and he's fucking done yeah. uh which is basically what happens to him in this movie he gets Tased shot in the face with the, the taser thing. and he's fucking done so like that's the end of it but yeah i think a full movie of killian murphy scarecrow would have been much yeah. appreciated at some point, point. and this is one of those things about these movies too that like always bugged me is the way like how short a time he's Batman, and then like the eight year gap and all the crap that we'll talk about when we get to Rises <laughs> and stuff. You would think I wish they just made more movies. Basically, like if you're going to do these, like every two years, dump one of these movies out. Like do the Killian Murphy one. It doesn't have to be like the Dark Knight. It could just be like a Batman adventure. Like yeah. I, I think that's something I wish they would get to at this point with these characters. They don't all is have like to be epics. Yeah, you don't have to do a big epic every time. Like, I think that's kind of what the Batman (laughs) looks like. I mean, maybe that's just the trailer and they haven't shot a ton of stuff yet, but, like, it would be nice if it was a smaller-scale detective story, Batman story, which is kind of what this is. Like, kind of. But then it becomes a superhero movie at the end, right? Like... He's gliding over the narrows and like fucking blowing up trains and all that kind of shit. Like, <laughs> I don't need that. Have him just chase down a serial killer or something like that for a whole
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, can we, yeah, exactly. We don't need to destroy half yeah, the fucking half city of Gotham. for yeah. every, <laughs> every movie. Time,
1: every time there's a Batman movie, like, yeah. everybody in Gotham's like, fuck, I got to find a new house because <laughs> yeah. Batman's gonna blow something up. Yeah. Shit. Can't get fucking insurance anymore. And <laughs> yeah, could you imagine the insurance rates in Gotham, like car insurance? <laughs> How, like, it they won't like, even have insurance. insurance. Like, yeah, they don't even have it. Won't yeah. even give it to you. They won't even give it to them. Yeah, it's, it's like, you, you
0: live where? <laughs> Fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how it works in the comics, isn't it? Like, they have to <laughs> self insure. The, the insurance companies that insured Gothamites are in Gotham, I yeah. think, is how it's probably Wayne, Wayne Insurance or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was like, do you have anything else you want to get into before we close up here? We've been yeah, it's
0: just fucking like, just good movie where Batman does Batman shit yeah man like I, that's like
1: that kind of is the the end result of all this it's just like it's a Batman movie where he does Batman stuff and it's fucking awesome you know what I mean mm-hmm. like we're into like now we're into like three solid movies like I really don't have any complaints about any of these movies too much like Rises we'll get into kind of thing like the you know problems here and there like oh shit no Fledger Ledger and all that kind of stuff but like overall I like these movies a fair bit so yeah cool so let's closing thoughts
0: and give a numbered review so Tim Batman begins is like an eight eight and a half out of ten for me. Like for the most part it's totally on point. Like a couple of weird casting choices. Um we talked about like the fight scenes that don't really hold up quite as well, like fifteen years yeah. down the road. But besides that, like it it really like eighty five percent of it holds up for me. You, get, you know, this this much uh you know, fifteen years later. So yep, it's a solid entry and, and fucking a breath of fresh air after the hot ass fucking garbage we've been watching lately. Yeah. So my I have a very
1: rose-colored opinion of this movie. So this is a nine, if I ever saw one, which should probably indicate to you how I'm going to score The Dark Knight that I've been <laughs> just blowing for 215 episodes now. So yeah, this would have been my favorite Batman movie. The Dark Knight never happened, basically, is what this <laughs> is, because it works perfectly. It's a likes origin story. Like Tim said, about 85% of it works fantastically. And there's like little warts here and there that you got to get past and stuff. And like, some of it you can forgive is Chris Nolan Wank, and some of it you can forgive is like we cast a WB person. But <laughs> you know. Other than that, awesome movie. And I can't wait to watch the next one because that's where the good shit happens. There's plenty of good shit in this one too. Oh, there's, yeah, but like, come on, Dark Knight. Remember do you remember watching The Dark Knight the first time? Fucking broke
0: my brain, man. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: fucking broke
0: E Ledger's brain too.
1: Well, we'll we'll get into that that or uh, next week. Maybe i have to do a little extra research to fucking what happened after or whatever. Either way, it's geek cred time.
0: My geek cred this week is for Virtual Dragon Con. So Dragon, oh, right, con, yeah. Dragon con got canceled as fucking everything has this year, but they are doing uh, I guess something sort of similar to San Diego Comic-Con at home, but they're uh, doing a big fucking free con available to everybody. It's all online. It's all on like there's like discord channels and you can subscribe to certain tracks and stuff like that there and you can have like a chat with other people that are attending there and stuff like that just cool because they're trying to still you know make it interactive and make it feel like you're there with other people they're doing costume contests they're doing a bunch of stuff that's pre-recorded that's streaming on youtube they're doing some live panels where you can ask people questions and shit so yeah cool Wednesday, is this all happening? Is it like it, right now or is it this weekend? That's the thing. It's probably mostly going to be over by the time this episode comes out because uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, September 2nd, and it starts tomorrow, September 3rd, and goes, I think, through like Monday. I
1: mean, the no fucking cons is killing me
0: this yeah. year. Like, I'm just fucking dying with no concerts
1: and cons. Like, ugh. So I was gonna go take a look. I mean, I looked at the San Diego Comic Con stuff too, just because like I'm fucking bored and I want to go to a con, you know. Yeah. So
0: and I, I, you know, I've looked at some of the panels and stuff like that, and some of them do look like fun and interesting. And uh, Alicia and I are actually uh, camping this weekend. It is our 10th wedding anniversary. Uh, we which were supposed yes, to again, be...
1: congratulations.
0: Thank also, thank you. We were supposed to be doing our Vow Renewal at Disney World, which is now postponed till next year, uh, and so we wanted to do something for our anniversary, and yeah. can't do a whole lot uh, at the moment, so uh, we decided to. Just just kind of get away and and for a few days and go camping. But even because uh, because it's all online, I think you know I'll we'll probably still try and catch a little bit here and there uh, yeah, while absolutely. we're out in the out in the woods kind of thing.
1: I might pop in a little bit this weekend. I had a good time uh, in Atlanta when we went down so i liked i was looking yeah. forward to going to dragon con again at some point so maybe and it looks virtually. like it'll
0: still have a lot of that that flavor of it being like more of a fan run con and more like fan panels rather than just like hey let's ask the uh, this celebrity the same like eight questions that they fucking always oh, get asked kind yeah. of thing so fair and and hopefully some of it will be archived uh long term as well so even if you don't listen to this before or while it's happening you might be able to go back and, and check some of it after the fact yeah
1: I'm on board for that because I could use a con right now. It'd be nice to do that kind of shit. I miss that stuff. This has been a long year. <laughs> um, So my Geek of the Week or Geek Cred. Jesus Christ, they're the same fucking thing. Geek Cred. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lovecraft Country. I don't want to spoil or talk about anything, but just start watching the show. It's been fucking amazing so far. It's really interesting taking horrible, racist fucking HP Lovecraft stuff and crafting these really cool stories about like, you know, being black in America like in now or the fifties or whatever, like the the show set, um, it stars journey Smollett who was black Canary and Harley Quinn and sorry in birds of prey, but really Harley <laughs> Quinn and Michael K. Williams is in there. The cast is really good. Most of the leads are POC, like people of color, blacker. And then, uh, it's written by Misha green. Who's been like, she wrote and created underground. I don't know if you, it was a historical show that was on a couple years mm-hmm. ago, like WGN, it got a bunch of acclaim and stuff like that. I, I know, I think it won a, like an Emmy or something like that. So I was like, okay. So she, she's worked on heroes and sons of anarchy also, and she was a staff writer on those two shows. So lots of bona fides going around, but this is the show that was produced by it's HBO produced by uh, Jordan Peel and JJ Abrams with Misha green. And it's, I'd heard awesome things about it. so I sat down and checked out the first three episodes and I highly recommend everybody does the same thing. Cause It was fucking, it's bad shit. And I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: I've heard a lot of good things from a number of people. So it is one I'm going to have to check out. I've downloaded the first couple episodes. So I will check. Yeah.
1: It's on Crave. So, like, because it comes in through HBO. So I've been watching it that way. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, I've been on board. So yeah, get on there because we're going to have to review it, I think, because I want to talk about it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, especially right now as we are refining our footing as a two person slash whatever the fuck we're doing here. Uh this has been episode 215 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcasting app via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher or Spotify. If you have any thoughts about Batman Begins or any of the news we talked about or you just want to say horrible things to us cuz like I can take it come at me, bro. <laughs> uh you can do so via whichever of our horseshit social media things that we use. So there's facebook.com slash podcast on Twitter at drd underscore podcast, or you can email us directly at dance at gmail.com. I've been here with Tim. Say goodnight, buddy. Swear to me! Yeah, that's right. I'm Mark. You can follow us all over the... Actually, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram mt underscore roulette and gallery.com. Thank you so much for listening. Go do Batman shit. Yeah, I watched some
0: Batman. I don't know. Fuck, I got nothing. I, I was thinking just go be a vigilante. Oh, I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. Vigilantes don't have the best uh, best reputation right now. No. Vigilantes right now are, are, are white dudes fucking shooting up protesters. Yeah. I, i've been waiting for somebody to put a fucking
1: costume on and go start like beating police ass like that's what i'm waiting for <laughs> i'm gonna cut this part out because like fuck i don't want to say this in public but like i've been waiting for like some lunatic to do that like dress up as the Bat or
0: daredevil or something like that and start like calling off it's up. only a matter of time absolutely like, that's what i mean I'm, can you imagine that if the if somebody's oh. fucking started dressing up like the punisher and taking off uh, taking out all these fucking cops that have like fucking like punisher tattoos and shit Stop giving me ideas, buddy. Stop giving me ideas. (laughs)